Pickaxe. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Triforce Podcast. We're back. Uh, today, we're back. We're here. Pyrian, really? how are you doing? I'm doing oh. all right. How are you doing? You sound a little down. I'm not down. Well, I am a little down. He's I just, down. I just saw the Cadbury's Twitter had replied that someone, that cream egg is actually pronounced creme egg. No. And I can't believe it. No, yeah, it's I mean, it's spelt creme. I, I don't know why people... <laughs> It's clearly I'm so confused. Also, you you've said creme egg all these years. No, I never have because I'm not French, uh, but it is spelled like in the French way. So well, tough. Oh, I see. Like the French wait, way. Wait, so oh, I guess is, it is, is, like, is this is this true? Creme. Did, is this yeah. is this actually true? Uh, it's, it's, it's meant to be a, a creme egg. official. But then again, it's a little bit like the inventor of GIF coming out and saying you yeah. mean pronounced GIF. GIF or whatever the wrong way round. whichever way. Poor Flax, his whole world is being rocked right now. <laughs> it's not. GIF. If it's not creme, what next? You know, it, 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 is, a it is gift and it's cream, obviously. But oh. this is just clever marketing. There was that thing the other week where the Weetabix Twitter, right. the Weetabix Twitter, did that thing where they put, "How about baked beans on your Weetabix this morning?" That's disgusting. There, there's no way anyone said, "Yeah, that yep. looks delicious," that but they awesome. know it's going to go viral, and you know that it, this was intended because all the other brands jumped in. They were like, oh, shit, we've got to be in on this Twitter thread. So you had, like, <laughs> KFC tweeting on there and, like, like every other brand you could imagine that was, like, vaguely British or, or had a presence in Britain was tweeting on this shit. It's all just it's all just social media people having a laugh and getting some good marketing in there. There's no way it's creme egg. Come I, on. I kind of creme. feel like Weetabix with baked beans might work, though. I haven't oh. tried it. Have you, feel did like you it's... see the picture? Yes, I did. Okay. And... Because one of honestly... Mrs. F's most hated things is baths full of beans. She hates. Oh some... yeah, 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 yeah. Some people have like a, a, a rack of whatever bean phobia. No, <laughs> rack... <I don't> <laughs> what is yeah, in your the cans of beans? for me is a bath full of spiders. Yeah. I uh, I would never get into that There's bath. Some... Bean bath. There'll be, I would there'll get be into. a name. There'll be a fucking name of for phobia be. of beans. Do you know what I mean? It'll be some dumbass, long-ass name that someone's created. Oh, Leguminophobia. There you go. Thank you. Is that actually... Thank you. You've looked An it irrational, up. irrational fear of baked beans. Yeah, look, here you go. Uh, man has crippling phobia of baked beans. Right. <sighs> Mr. Griffiths. Is a, it feels faint and gets shaky if someone puts the breakfast favorite <laughs> meal any anywhere near him. Oh, Maybe he he's had them like as... a traumatic experience in the past relating well, to beans. What with a bath? He yeah. almost drowned in a bath of baked beans on a charity event or something. God. He, he says he describes them as the orange devils. Right. He had to quit his previous <laughs> job as a chef. No, <laughs> no. Make a full English breakfast. No way. He just refuses to cook beans. I think it might be the, the smell that weirds him out. He looks very distressed. My worst possible job is being a chef at Butlins. It's non-stop. <laughs> they want beans all the time. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Fuck. So, so yeah. I, 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 I will say, like, I saw this as well. You know how they always... There's this thing where they can get names for any old shit. Mm -hmm. Phobias is the other one. But there's, like, like, there's loads of words that mean these sort of emotions, right? So I saw this thing on Reddit last week. It's like... um. 23 emotions people feel but right. can't explain. Right, okay. right. Okay. What's one of them? Um, and so there's like words for them. So, well, obviously, sonder, you might have heard of that. Is that Somber? Is that when Sonder. you're just so Sonder. horny and you just don't know what to do with yourself? 
Is that that one? Uh, I think that might be on the list somewhere. <laughs> is it, is it I'm after sure you that one is. And you kind of feel regret, but also a little bit of pleasure and relaxation as well. Yes, yeah, that's that. There's a Japanese word for that, actually. <laughs> of course, um, there is. The, it's like that period of wisdom and clarity that comes after finishing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I can find it. There's I can find it. Word for that. Nice. Wisdom yeah. and clarity is not how I'd put it. Yeah, no, I just just lots of sort of. I don't know how how I feel after. Actually, I've never really it's, like it's stopped to think about Kenja Taimu. Right, Period of clear thoughts when a man is free from sexual desires after having an orgasm. There you go. Damn. Which, Lasts about five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And the, so just the desires just ramp up again uh, slowly over the course of the five minutes after, and then you're just back to square one. Yep. Before you know it, all you've done all day is yeah. just masturbated all day long. <laughs> that was a big problem with working from home, wasn't it? Was people that were working from home during all lockdown the damn time. didn't have anyone else around to sort of. Uh, Moderate there. Rain uh, them in, yeah. Yeah, they just kind of. But maybe just they, go maybe they're going to transcend to this higher state of being, though, due to like constantly wanking and just, you know, they'll eventually that five think, minutes will stretch. You think you're going to transcend? They have no, like yeah, they have up. no sexual desire any ever, you know. And so all if they anyone want to, Maybe you. the wisdom, the wisdom is being put into. Maybe we'll have like a whole re renaissance of amazing creation after the pandemic, you know, because people have been locked in their homes, forced to innovate. Um, <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe is that, no. that going to happen? No, no, they were locked they in their be. homes, just jerking it twenty four seven, getting yeah. sonder or whatever that means. So sonder is the realization that every passerby, everyone else you see, has a life as vivid and complex as your own. Right? Is Isn't it, that ever... just kind of? I, I wouldn't imagine a lot of people do actually feel that one. Um, Maybe, or maybe that's why it's on the list of feeling something and not being able to explain it because you feel it like so seldomly or whatever. Because I I feel like a lot of people don't realize that about other people. They just yeah. think that this, they're the most the complex person and the world revolves around them. Basic and, empathy. If you can't yeah. look at another human and realize that the depths of you and the depths of them are equally deep depths. Deep, then, uh, with you know, tremendous get your fucking depth. Sonder on. Yeah. But maybe also it's like a kind of a bit of a, a wake up call in a sense, that feeling. I don't know what I would describe it as, but it's, it's definitely the feeling where um, you realize that you're not important because everyone else is equally as important. I don't know. It sort of takes a little bit away from your sense of self importance. It's, it's not like a, it's almost like a disappointing feeling. <laughs> <what> I mean, <laughs> I guess it's, it's uh, I guess people like to think of themselves, everybody likes to think of themselves as unique, right? I mean, I know that consciousness existing, you know, you sort of live behind your eyes in this weird bubble where you feel like you're an observer, some special observer. You have your unique perspective is from behind your eyes of looking out and seeing everything and other people just seem to be, you can't imagine that they're looking at you from the set, from their perspective and assessing you and, and life and they've got desires and dreams and and fears and you know they might be terrified of baked beans and here you are yeah on your annual bit dress up as a baked you got bean a whole walk. tin that you've just opened up and you're eating them yeah. raw like at the bus stop you're at um, the, the 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 spring the spring fair float on the baked bean bath float <laughs> going past the, just going uh, ham having scream, like screaming yeah. with joy and stuff and this that's somebody else's hell but you don't you discount that because you just, just think you're the center of the universe. This me and me and my my bean elation are the center of the universe right now. There's <laughs> nothing else. So the, well, that is one of the words on the list. One of them is onism or oneism. I think onism? the idea of the, 
the frustration of being stuck in just one body that oh. inhabits a single place at a single time. You know, right. like, do you ever, do you ever, I don't know if I ever feel this, but do you ever feel frustrated that you aren't able to be in like a cosmic being? <laughs> no. <laughs> you couldn't like him. <laughs> no. no. Like could I... be everywhere at once. I think some of these feelings I've never felt and I wondered whether you'd felt any of them. So That's we'll, a we'll very go through some weird others. one. No, don't get me wrong. I'm a, I'm a very sad individual, but I, I'm happy to say not that sad so that's that's something that i've <laughs> got, got going that. for me you yeah. got that yeah. at least i have that yeah. have you have you ever felt and i think this is what may be true of the baked bean guy the uh the realization that the plot of your life doesn't make sense to you anymore um because <laughs> apparently that is a thing called notice tolerance right and apparently mm. people feel this isn't that just the general confusion of life like, right. I, I think that we have this idea that everybody else has got their shit together. Yeah. And they don't. Nobody no, really nobody does. really does. Everybody's like, kind of muddling through. I find that I out. find it's the people who always seem to have their shit together the most that uh, tend to not. And then hard the fault, uh, hard the fault, fall the hardest. Sorry. Um, I said that um, in reverse. Hard the fullest. But do you, I, like I, I notice this even more so on uh, on social media. I don't know if you guys um, notice this as well. Sometimes you know you'll see you'll see somebody and they'll be like, "Oh my god! Like uh, here are my stats. I've done so well. I'm doing this and that. Oh god, everything is great. I love everybody." And then literally the next day, it's like, "Oh guys, I got to take like a month off. Uh, <laughs> anxiety's flaring up big time. Uh, I, I think it's mania a lot of the time. That yeah, kind of yeah, stuff, it's like really manic it's, episodes it's, that people it's have. really it's odd isn't it like I, yeah. and you see it quite often i and you, you you know you see that from somebody you're like holy shit this fucking person like what the hell they're 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 killing it out there like they can't they're non-stop and then and then the next day that happens you're like well i guess maybe they weren't killing as much as i thought like, they were yeah you know, like, they were killing like, their brain wow. yeah 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 it's it's a weird thing isn't it i think a lot of the time if, if someone does something that pushes them above the average I think a lot of a lot of the the instinct is to think, oh, they're just so much better than me, and and uh, and that's why. But a lot of the time, people just manically overwork, push themselves harder. They are good yeah. at what they do, and they do work very hard at it, but to a degree that's so far above the human average that, in fact, their brain, but striving which for, is still a human brain, just yeah, can't yeah, striving it. for perfection as well is is like a common trap too, right? That people. Yeah just get carried away and then they can never nothing can ever live up to this standard or expectation that you've set and then they they just fall so hard and you just sort of think well i don't know like you just have to have like a healthier or more realistic view on life right not everything is as perfect and sometimes but like you know things are are perfect the way they are like even though you, you might not think it at the time but it's like you know, some, I, sometimes I, the way something is is the, is the perfect way for it to be. You, you just don't realize it. Yeah. It's, Lewis, what is the emotion, put, if there is one? Go on. For, sorry, for, first of all, for interrupting you like twice. I apologize yeah. for that. I'll find it. Okay. But the, the other one is um, for discovering that someone else was, say, as nervous or worried about something as you were, but didn't show it. And then when you realize that they were as worried, there's like a huge sense of relief that you weren't the only one who was worried or nervous. Right. Well, I, I think almost all of these emotions are things like just relief and disappointment. I, I don't think, I think, I think, imagine you have a feeling of 25% relief and 75% disappointment. Right. I think that is probably called uh, ellipsism or some bullshit. Do you know what I mean? Ellipsism is, ellipsism is the sadness that you'll never be able to know how history will turn out. And I feel like <laughs> that isn't, 
That yeah. isn't like something which. No, I think I, I actually get I, that quite I, often. But <laughs> like, I think I'd like to know. I'd love to know no, but where I think we you end can, up. I think you could like chef that together in the kitchen from two parts avocado, a tin of baked beans, uh, a dash of disappointment, and a splash of you know. But the, of, I mean, wouldn't you love to know ennui, where whatever. we're going to be in like a thousand years' time to go and look at Earth and see how things have changed? I would love that, even if it would be awful. It's like it's like you're watching a tiny part. It's like if, if you think about human civilization, it's like a very long film and you have a very brief cameo, but you don't get to watch the rest of the production. Like you just get to see a little slice of it. You have no idea how the film ends and you only have a vague idea of how it began. And your role is a bit part. You're a walk on extra that just walks through the back of the scene. Nobody's even going to notice you unless they pause or you accidentally catch on fire in the middle of the scene and somehow you stand out. But in, in general, you're just a, a single frame in, a, in this colossally long film. I want to see the end. I want to see how it ends. Or hopefully well, it never does. You know, we, we it, but mm, I see, I see what you're saying. And, and it is, I have felt this too. You know, I've, it's, it's funny because you think, oh, you know, I'm never going to live to see jetpacks, you know. <laughs> <laughs> First thing he Whatever. goes to. Or, on his deathbed, you know, I wanted to see jetpacks. I'm not going to be able to go into space. What about space? those skateboards yeah. that kind of hover? Yeah, they don't really cut it. Uh, I don't know. So I, there is. Do like... you guys feel bummed out about any of this stuff, really, though, or like is I, it just, just just for pondering? Like I'll just. Suddenly, I think it is. I'll I think, think that's uh, it. It is that. It's this is a list of things which is things that lightly bum you out. That's yeah. what it is, right? Like his his oc oculism. Is the awareness of the smallest smallness of your perspective right? Mm. The, the awareness of the smallness of your perspective. It's like, well, yeah, sure. I mean, that's the that's again. It's linked to everything else, right? It's like the idea that everyone around you has something interesting to say. But on Twitter, you know, people put their on Instagram and all these social media platforms, people put their best self out there, and sometimes they're kind of lying to themselves when they do that, you know, as well. Like they're putting this fake kind of idea of what they want other people to see them as because it's it's very much me 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 and i think a lot of people don't really see much beyond that there's another one on this list where which we we have a little bit of a habit of doing uh anecdote i think it's it's something we've heard you may have heard before a conversation in which everyone is talking but nobody is listening well, yeah i mean that's that's the perfect <laughs> summary of this podcast well, really, yeah <laughs> Yeah, if I mean, we renamed it's, it, it should it's, be it's that. weird with uh with with podcasts though because like i think uh like our our friendship is is based on doing an activity together right we know each other through gaming right so i think it's i think it's natural that there is some degree of that because normally when we'd be chatting we'd be doing something else like i'm doing something else right now because it's just you know i'm here i'm not just like sitting here with my eyes closed talking to you guys or listening mm. to you i mean sorry but <laughs> um, uh you know what i mean i think it's i, I think it it's 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 kind of weird but it makes sense too you know like we would have been playing wow together we would have been playing something else together where there's times where you're concentrating on something else not necessarily listening but mm. even in real life with friends it's like that sometimes too Right. You're not always listening. Sometimes you're just talking, feeling, feeling air or whatever and, and not listening. I don't know. I, th I think it's like I, I think that's like surprisingly more natural than a lot of people think. You know what I mean? Like uh, you guys aren't listening, are you? No. No. Once you said you weren't listening, I tuned out. Yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm joking. Understandable. understandable. You're exactly right. I think it, it is that we 
enjoy just spending time with people when it feels comfortable and it feels easy. You don't have to, yeah. you don't really have to try. I think that's why this, this podcast has worked for so long because it's not, God, you know, it's a safe space as well, time, right? It's a safe space. I will say like, I've been hanging out on um, some discords, me and some different people playing. So one of the, one of the discords I'm on is TTS Club, which is the tabletop sim. Good it's Lord. like a little private tabletop sim club. Nice, it's not nice. private. You can, anyone can join. Right. But, um, it's basically, there's a looking for group Discord and people posting there teaching this game. And so this week I learned a game called Barrage, right. which is like a game where water comes down at the top of the board and it flows down. You have to build dams. And then obviously when the water comes through your dam, you get power. But depending on where the power's gone, the water's still there. Someone else can use that water to power their dam. And so it's kind of this... Damn. push and pull game it's it's very complicated yeah it took this guy this poor guy forever to explain it and after we played it i looked through the rules it turned out he'd like basically just t t totally taught everyone wrong right. <laughs> all the rules were wrong right. um but i had a great time I, I played a game called smartphone inc where we all had to be like smartphone owners. Wow, what a break from the norm. We played a game called... Don't you uh, own a smartphone? Well, what does that mean, you have to be a smartphone owner? I mean, I own a phone. It's, it's oh, not, uh, how uh, can sorry, you build a, a game around that? A, a owner of a smartphone company. Oh, okay, that, um, makes, that sense. makes sense. Selling yeah. smartphones across the world, okay. like, like a Steve Jobs. That's, 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 that's just reminded me. Go on. Go on, go on, sorry. No, you, no, no. you interrupt. I'll come back. No, if no, it's no, interrupt worthy... I'll be sonden if you don't tell me about My, it. My honestly, Sips, if you have something to say that's more interesting than this, go <laughs> no, 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 carry on, <laughs> carry on. No, you just reminded me of something I needed to do. Oh, All right, something it, you it's, needed it's to nothing, do. It's nothing interesting. It's, it's a task, oh. a dad task. Yeah. Okay. So, so I, I learned these board games. Another one I learned was um, so you've been eaten, which is like. Um, basically where you can you, you there's these big space monsters and you're a little astronaut mining for stuff and you get you anyway it's quite fun and so so one of the one of the people i met doing this um said was 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 odd a little bit odd bit a, but like fairly normal guy sounded like a fairly normal guy but he said to me i hate books right and i kind of want to role play this out with you almost a little bit like if, if i said to you yeah I, I hate books yeah you hate uh, books books you know who else hated books Hitler. Hitler. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Wow. Well, I Hitler, see where he, this he is going. some books. Yeah, I see where this is going. I think it was just a plot to drive up the sales of Mein Kampf. If, if you only have one book in the store, you know, it's going to look great on the Mein book. Line. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just Mine. imagine I'm a poet. <laughs> I wonder how different it would have been his story. Yeah, now I present to you my book. My oh, book. very good. Das book. The das book. The sequel. Oh shit! So obviously I didn't say that to right, him. Right. Didn't I? I didn't just go, "You're Hitler," did I? To this random fucking guy I just met. No, you should have. I said, I said the to him, bollocks to tell him. You know who else? No, I said that. to him the kind of Hitler. thing I always. There's obviously there's loads of choices you have either you can sort of make a joke about it or you can so mine is like mine is like kind of my traditional go-to is like agree but question kind of thing like like kind of like oh yeah yeah i know i've i've read some really terrible books but actually i th there's some really good ones out there have you read this book right for example i'll suggest something like brandon sanderson you know what i mean people I'm, I'm, i try and talk to people in a way that if they say something weird to me like that, I don't want to upset them or offend them. Listen to but me, I also Lewis. want to question. Listen to me. I want to dig, though. I want to figure out what's Hear ticking me now. with this guy. I'm going to help you out. What? That's a real fucking milk toast wank response to a shitty opinion. Right. Have some fucking bollocks. Tell <laughs> that person, listen to me. You don't like books. You you don't like books. That's as bad as saying, oh, I don't like music. It's like, what does that it mean? Is. 
That means Absolutely. you have never attempted to read a book. Now, now here's the thing, Pyrian. You, you can't have done. You must have just given up. But I wanted to learn more about this guy. So I wanted to, yeah, I, but the I best wanted, way I to draw it out deep. of them is to I wanna, berate them. I want to wipe away the baked <laughs> beans on the surface of this madness and dig and find out why why he doesn't hate and books. And why does he so hate I, books? So I sort of I so I pressed him and he said books books are really boring. Right. And they expect you to remember everyone's name were you okay were you talking to a nine-year-old at the time <laughs> <laughs> was this a this Books. is a nine uh, somebody no, who's nine years this old is right? like he i think he's like about 25 year old uh like korean guy we spoke a little bit right. so i i kind of like uh, you know i i was we were because you i was taught i played with a guy from bangladesh the other day right um you know there's lots of different people across the world i've been talking to so i find it like interesting to learn these board games and um, what a social butterfly just, like, well it could be worse just, i mean imagine he was just like i hate women yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> it could be way worse well, yeah, you would have said you would have said Lewis, yeah no, i wanted I to do that, a deep dive but, into that yeah what. you would have said yeah no yeah you're right women suck uh but I've met a couple that were nice. Would you make that same <laughs> argument that you yeah. made for books? Well, I think maybe I would have been a little bit hesitant <laughs> to do that. But I think that I still would have tried to figure out a way to draw out where this comes from. Because I just, I'm interested in madness and these mad people uh, who have these cute. weird opinions. I, I, I'm, I, I'm bad with those kind of things because I just... You have to, I, I have to... Because the other thing to do is like to go parallel with it. Be like, be like oh yeah, I, I, I hate... I hate books too. Like, you <laughs> you know, it's, killing, it's killing the planet. You know, the trees are all getting cut down. Do you know what I mean? The, the other thing is to like have a have a reason that you hate books that is completely weird as well. And then they're they're kind of like, oh yeah, I hate books because of this. So you're, I'm not tricking him to opening up, but I like feel like yeah, I want I want to, I want to know more. Social manipulating people that you meet on the it's internet. It's not is even. That what this I, is? You guys have done this. I'm sure you guys have done this before, where you're speaking to somebody who has they. There's like a there, there's there, there's just a certain way about them where you're where you've decided I'm not going to fuck with this person. Like, I don't want this person to talk any more than they need to, but I'm stuck <laughs> talking to them. And, you know, maybe they're old or or you just know you there's just somebody that you're never going to get through to. There's no point in you genuinely being yourself around them. And then you you just sort of like compromise and agree with what they're saying sort of thing. Just to, yeah. just to flow a conversation to its end and then leave or, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, just yeah. get out of that situation. You just placate them until it's yes. over. And yeah, yes. yeah. So, you know, the, there's probably a, there's probably a word for this. It's probably like Alton Schmerz. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but I'm, I'm sure you guys have been in that situation. Oh, God, everyone has. You know, yeah. millions you're of stuck times. with someone. Yeah. Like someone, a senior person in a like company. a taxi driver. You're stuck yeah, in the car with them. Yeah, or a the classic. Yeah, and they, they just have these fucking hot takes on everything that you, you're not going to get into a debate with them. Or someone no you're point. next to on the plane. You're yeah. stuck on the plane with them. And it's a 10-hour flight, and you're like, there's no point making an enemy yeah. for 10 hours. Well, I never had to see this yeah. person again. So I'll just I mean, nod I'll, and smile and then put my headphones I, on I, and hope that's the end yeah, of it. Yeah, I think the I hate women thing is one of the ones where I wouldn't be interested in poking into it. Yeah, yeah I mean? of course. But I think that sometimes yeah. when it's something so... I guess with, with this one, it was almost like I was so surprised because I'm such a huge reader. And I just sort of... My instant thought was, you, you just can't be reading the right books, you know, uh, which is something I said. So that's the sort of the next thing I said. I was like, oh, you know, well, I mean, maybe you're just reading the wrong books, dude. Like, you know, and he said, no, the authors expect you to remember what happened like 100 pages ago. I tried loads of different books and it's like nothing happens. They're all so boring. 
I mean, it's okay. it's it's fair enough, isn't it? Like, I mean, you're never going to convince that guy to read a book. Clearly, like, so well, I'm not no, trying to convince no him point. to read a book. I've just he's that's decided not my job. that books suck and he hates. I just want to know what books he's fucking reading because it's it's easy to read a shit book and think, well, that he's was rubbish. He's only ever read uh, the books from the Wheel of Time series. That's it. <laughs> no other books. <laughs> You're going to anger a lot of Wheel of Time fans now. <laughs> no, I'm not saying anything. Uh, against Wheel of Time, I'm just saying, like, there's some some of the books, like, you know, they drag on a little I guarantee bit. you said some ears they pricked really up then. Wheel of Time? Did someone say something bad about Wheel of Time? That's one of those book series. I, I actually, I, I do read, but I, I don't read a lot of fiction. Yeah. Um, I read quite a lot of sort of uh, either, uh, not biographies, but I tend to read books that are more based on, on facts and things like that. I find that investigative stuff quite interesting and his things about history and, and stuff like that. Um, I do I do read some fiction, but but not, not a huge amount. But what I do find very boring, actually, is conversations where people are talking about books. Or, or I do like books, I do read books, but what I find dull is, is those conversations about books. And Wheel of Time is the classic Someone will start talking about it and everyone will start talking about how great it is and they'll wank on and on about it and they'll talk about some characters that you've never heard of and it goes on forever, much like the book series. It just goes on and on and on. <laughs> and I think at least with a movie, there's a ch- you know, there, there's there's so many books out there and they're so fucking long. I, I do understand what that guy's saying. Because I, 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 I couldn't yeah. be bothered. I started reading one of the Game of Thrones books. I was bored to tears and I thought the dialogue was fucking awful. I'm sorry, fans of this the, the books. I really thought it was laughably bad dialogue and just I couldn't get into it at all. Yeah. If that had been the only book I'd read, I'd think books suck. I get it. I get it. I actually understand where that goes. Well, this is what from. I thought. I mean, actually, I thought, I mean, I mean, obviously there were thoughts going through my head. Like in, initially, I, I love the idea of just out crazying someone and being like, <laughs> do you hate the Bible? But that's the best book. Oh, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like yeah, just, yeah. just out crazy. Yeah, yeah, sure. No, I don't do this kind of shit. I'm just a normal person, mostly. Um, mostly. And then, <laughs> no. Emphasis so, on the mostly. <laughs> within reason. <laughs> and so I, yeah. I sort of, I, I, yeah. So, I mean, we, we, I, I kind of, that was all I really got. But I guess I thought that he might have um uh what's that called aphasia or whatever where you can't imagine stuff you can't, uh, can't yeah. get it in your head you know and so i sort of asked him that he said i can't imagine something that i've never seen a picture of right oh right. then he yeah he has got so it. maybe he has got some imagination like issues thing. or something yeah but like and I memory mean, problems mm. i mean i it, i mean i know that in some books like war and peace um I, I haven't read it, but my mum said that the, the issue is that that, that in, in Russian, uh, like a name will have like eight nicknames associated with that name. And you just kind of have to know. And you have to, like she said, there's a lot of thumbing back and forth and trying to figure out because there'll be like three characters called Alexander or whatever. You so, say, you know, you've got to try and figure out what the fuck's going on quite a lot. She said it, it's a real bugger to read for that reason. And there are other books like, uh, what is it, Finnegan's Wake and, and stuff like that that have just... So out well, these, there that the, they're yeah, almost impossible to read. I wish books were more defined in a sense that it was either a book that you could read gradually or a book that you had to read almost co- like quickly because yeah. otherwise you'd lose everything. You know, like it's been a while since I read the last um, Stormlight Archive and the new one's come out and I was talking to Ben about it and I couldn't remember any of the fucking stuff. He yeah. was like, do you remember when this happened? I was like, no. no. He was no, like, do you remember you this don't, character? You I don't like, necessarily... No. I, I feel that... that in your mind, you're like, I have to know everything going into this. But the, if it's written well, it'll it'll jog your memory. Like when you get to a, a, a point, 
right? You'll be like, yeah. oh shit, yeah, that happened. You know, like. Well, I do notice that. Yeah, when you're reading like book three of a series, you're yeah. like, it's in the first couple of chapters, it's like doing jogs, and I'm like, why are you telling me yeah, this? Yeah. I know this already. And, 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 like, uh, and if it's something that happened way, way back, they'll go into some sort of, um, you know, like overview detail of of the thing that you're meant to have remembered, sort of thing, and that is usually enough to sort of, oh yeah, I, I remember that happening now. I hadn't thought about it for a while, but it's still there in my brain somewhere. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the Red Rising books, the, 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 the original trilogy, I read all those so quickly that I actually didn't take in to the long-term memory the stuff that happened. And when I came to read Iron Gold, I got like two pages in and I'd completely forgotten every single character in the entire thing. So I gave up. So uh, <laughs> I'm actually super wrong criticizing this guy. Um, but I definitely wouldn't write off books. That's a failure on my part to, to be it, terrible at remembering things. Because yeah, you're right, I've had conversations with people yeah. where they're about Red Rising, like, what about so-and-so? Who was your favorite character? What about that bit? And yeah, and the same I thing. Didn't, I, like, uh, I, didn't I didn't analyze it, it to that. I was the same. I read through it very quickly. I enjoyed it. But I, I, couldn't, I couldn't have a conversation about the books now um, no. without, you know, I'd have to go back and reread them. And with the like making a point to really soak in every detail ready for a conversation about yeah, them, yeah. right? Like if you would have hit me up shortly after I'd read the books for a conversation about it, sure. But like years down the line, there's, you know, I, I, I'm not into reading or books that much. I don't hate them. Obviously, I, you know, I, I have read lots of books, but I'm just at a point in my life now where I, I tend not to. I just for whatever reason, yeah. don't have time or just don't have the inclination. Like, Didn't you find that you used to read a lot? I used to read a lot when I was traveling. Or yeah, for sure. Yes. When I was commuting, like the on the train into work, that yeah. was a, I read so many books then. I did too, Now, yeah. because I'm just at home, I don't make the time to do it because well, of the fucking the, internet. The world's, the the world's different now too. When I travel now, I don't bring a book. I bring a tablet. You know, I you know I play games or I read on that, that or is, watch that movies book, or whatever. I mean, yeah, yeah. So but, I mean, I I read an hour or two every day. Yeah, before, that's good for you. I sleep because I feel like that's the best time to do it. And I always like just I feel like it just it, and I actually have three different books on the go. One on my one in physical, one on my iPad, one on my phone. So uh, when I'm I always I found that that actually helps me because there's always one of them I'm willing to read because some of them I'm like, like, you know, you put it off and you're like, oh, I'm not really enjoying this. But you, you halfway through, it, you don't want to you don't want to act like this. I, this I just, I'm just worried that in the future I'll come back and say, oh, did I read this book? Can I remember what happened? And I realized I realized I'd never actually fucking read it because I got bored in three pages in or whatever. But I can't remember. It's the same thing with TV shows, like movies as well. Like you've, I don't like watching. I'd rather just finish a bad movie that I, I hate, just so I know I'm done with it. I almost. just don't and even seek out movies anymore. So I just don't bother with them. Like I'm sure there's some great ones or whatever, but I've just been out of the habit again, out of the habit of watching movies for so long that I just, I'm not even interested. Like I, I, I rarely see trailers for them. I'm not a big fan of like Marvel and stuff like that, which you know, there's a lot of movies around that stuff coming out and still. And uh, some, I don't know. Yeah, I just it's, tend well, more the, towards it's a generational thing, yeah. though, right? Too like you know, the Ben's Ben just had his um, six-year-old's birthday, and they watched Avengers, right. the first Avengers movie together, right? And it was like this big event, and you know, he 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 followed it with the Ben explained to me that he followed it with this childlike joy of of like actually being worried that Iron Man would die and stuff like this like yeah. you know like the whole the wonderful innocence of a child who doesn't have years of 
kind of cynicism yeah. built in you yeah, know, sure. to them. And so, you know, watch, you're talking about a Marvel movie. You're you're 40 years too old to watch that movie, Sips. Do you know what uh, I mean? Yeah, like, that's the it's thing. The, it's like, I, it's I, not I, made and I know for you. this. I don't, like, that's why hey, I, I love don't... the Marvel movies. I thought they were fucking great. They're fine. They're actually fine. They're I, super I entertaining. They're, they're like, if, the, if one's fun. on, I will, I'll sit there and watch it. Like, the effects are great. The, like, the action scenes are, are and everything. Like, they, they are good you know, fun, entertaining movies. Like if I, I'm I'm sure that when my son's a bit bigger and Corona's gone, I'd love to take him to like the summer blockbuster at the movie theater. Like that experience, I remember from being a kid, I loved that, you know? But for me personally, I'm not saying you're not allowed to enjoy it, but I I think that there's so much stuff made for so many different people that, you know, maybe you want something... I'm sure the most intellectually stimulating thing, you know, is, is equally boring. I don't want to read fucking... Dostoevsky or War and Peace or any of this garb, you know, terrible wordy nonsense, you know, I don't necessarily, no. I mean I, but I think anything could be interesting, I watched a lot of documentaries, I watched um, Macmillions this week, which I thought was really good oh, no, I've it never even about, heard that it was about, it's a documentary, it's like six parts it's about the McDonald's monopoly scam in the 90s when oh, yeah. all of, it turns out that basically all of the big prize winners was illegitimate. Like they every were all employees of like a company. Wait, where where is this? Where is this available? I want to watch this. It's on HBO. All oh, right. Okay. So I, I, um, I read the, I read the article about that. I think it was in the Guardian. Might have been the New York Times years ago. That essentially they realized that they couldn't just have one person keep winning this. But the the company that was responsible. I think this is right. Correct me if I'm wrong, Lewis. They were like getting people at the company. They were giving them the winning tickets and so stuff. So is this the Monopoly, like, roll up the rim to win stuff? Like, that in the 90s? Like, when you used to have, like, the... You, you, you yes. get the cup, you, the you scratch board off and, Boardwalk yeah, yeah, yeah. and Park Place You and had whatever. the Monopoly yeah. pieces, yeah. Holy and so shit. a lot of the... I think I won a couple of free fries. And yeah, everybody <laughs> won a... The fucking apple thing. <laughs> the, whatever you win. The little apple... What is it called? The apple the, pie. Yeah. Apple pie, yeah, a coffee, pie. small fries. You know, those are the things you, you win, but and, people and it, are winning a lot was, of money hugely hugely successful you know hugely hugely like the best thing they've ever done they tried to do it with other things like scrabble a couple of years and other things but it was never as big as the monopoly, monopoly i guess monopoly is one of those universally understood games as well like everybody's played it at some point as a as a kid yeah. or whatever like it's kind of the ultimate uh, it was OG like uh, loot boxes you buy a you buy a fries and then suddenly you've got a loot box on the side of it yeah, and yeah. You get to work. so there were a lot of things they had to do to make sure it wasn't gambling as well though because they had to if you you could always go into McDonald's and just say, "Can I have a ticket?" and they'd give you one, and it might have free fries on it or, or nothing, you know. So they had to just they had to there were these certain rules they had to take. Um, anyway, uh, there was this great there's this great scene, and this is no spoilers because I because the whole documentary is about the people involved, talking to them, all the sure. different people and stuff. It's really interesting. But there was this great bit where this is in the first episode, the FBI get sort of the McDonald's head honchos into the room and write down all these names on this whiteboard. And they're all like, you know, James Mason, Edwina Smith, like all different names, Shit. all different surnames. My mom and my and, dad, that's crazy. Well. And, so, <laughs> and so they're like, do you recognize any of these names? And all the McDonald's, all the head honchos are like, no, 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 we don't. And they're like, well, and they start drawing lines and they're like, this guy is this guy's brother. This guy is this guy's wife. This 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 woman is this guy's sister. You know, and so everyone is linked. Like, and Shit. they calculated that it, it is like, it was every, every single one of them was a scam, you see, in some way, because... 
And so they, they, there was obviously someone having to give them out. You know, imagine you've got all of these fucking million dollar tickets. How do you redeem them all and get money from it? How do you even do that? And so well, there's, there's like, like so crime, many different there's like New York crime families involved. Oh, like, yeah, oh loads be, yeah. of really cool stuff. There's like all that stuff. They're, that's how they, they live for that shit, right? Like that's that's what they're looking for. They're looking for scams like constantly. That's how they and so, you know, operate. It, it, it's really interesting because it makes you realize like, how the fuck could you get away with this? You know, if you had a million, like multiple million dollar tickets, because of course in America you pay winnings tax and then the way it was redeemed as well wasn't just a million dollars all at once it was fifty thousand a year so you know actually in some ways winning this million dollars was terrible for some people because they would they would get this prize they'd be everyone in the community that they lived in knew them because they'd be the million dollar winner but they weren't getting that they were getting you know maybe ten thousand dollars a year on top of their shitty $20,000 a year job, or maybe they were even Yeah, unemployed. that's the thing. It's, it was never a full payout, right? It was always in installments. And so these people are even struggling to live through this thing, and especially because it's a scam. And so the, 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 the mafia guys are taking you know, 50%. Right. And so they take, they they get their pay, they get their pay off of 50,000 pounds for the year. Mafia take 25 grand. They pay 15 grand of winnings tax or 20 grand of winnings tax. They're left with like five grand. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's awful. Oh, and so like, do you know what I mean? So they, but everyone thinks they're a millionaire. And so, it, and they can't tell anyone. And so they just, they, it's, it's, it's a really interesting well, story. I'm going to watch that. Sounds great. Thank you very much. Before we carry on, thank you very much to this week's sponsor, ExpressVPN. You can get three months extra free at expressvpn.com slash Triforce. So guys, does it make sense that the same company who controls half of online retail also passively eavesdrops on your private conversations and your private browsing. Absolutely not, Lewis. Exactly. Big tech is more powerful than most countries are, and they profit by exploiting your personal data. Damn. Have they got nuclear weapons? It's, it's time to put a layer of protection between your online activity and these tech juggernauts. They've got nuclear weapons, P Flax. Mm. We've got that space shield oh. in yeah, ExpressVPN. Right. You know, the old Reagan shield Star up. Wars project. We got the bunker, yeah. <laughs> exactly. ExpressVPN, it encrypts 100% of your data. It makes your activity hard to trace and sell to advertisers. Right. It protects you. You can stay anonymous and avoid getting data mined. So, yeah, stop handing your personal data over to the big tech monopoly. Oof. Uh, you can visit yeah, expressvpn.com. Yeah. Triforce to get three extra months free. Thank you, and we'll carry on with the show. I got, I got another show to recommend. I got another show to recommend that I just finished last night. Uh, Shit's Creek. You guys watched this? Oh show? yeah, you told us about it last week. Yeah, it's got so the, I finished um, it. It's got the Second City guys in it. Like, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's Eugene Levy and his son and his daughter are in it. Um, honestly, I, I know I spoke about it last week. I. <clears throat> I've been caning it this week. Like I've been, it gets better, doesn't it? It's yeah, so good. The end. I, I, yeah, I finished it. What, like funny little... good or just like good, good, it, good or a mix of both? It's very yeah, both. funny. It's very moving. Um, it's uh, it's beautiful. They there's only six seasons of it. They created these 
excellent characters um and it's just it's just a wonderful show i really really enjoyed it like start to finish no right. uh, it, it never tails off there's honestly not a bad episode I saw, i've um, seen it on netflix so many times and i thought oh my god like i just yeah. just because the name of it i just thought yeah. oh, okay what you know like but honestly the first first two or three episodes i wasn't into it i really wasn't and mrs f made me persist and it, it was it was fantastic nice i absolutely loved it so yeah give it a try that's good i um i watched the uh the notorious big documentary uh, any good that came out yeah it's good <laughs> it's interesting because most of the documentaries about biggie and tupac are just about them getting uh, being murdered and beefing with each yeah. other and stuff right but yeah, this yeah. this this was quite nice because it was uh you learn more about his uh his upbringing his his mom is interviewed extensively in it um puffy is 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 in it as well and um, it's just sort of like the, you know, the right. I mean, he's just a young guy when he when he was killed. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, just interesting to see where he grew up, the people he grew up with, uh, the stuff he was he was getting into, the people that sort of like mentored him or tried to, and um, yeah, it was just it was just really well done, really interesting, worth a watch for sure. There's a really good clip on YouTube. I, I'm sure it made it into the the show of him freestyling in like a freestyle. Yeah, battle. that's like a legendary. It is clip, like yeah. him on, on he's the like 19 corner. years old, dude. Uh, he's like 15. Just apparently, just, he's just he's like so it, young yeah. there. But he's so good. He's just got that presence. Yeah. That and that voice and his his flow is so so good. Yeah. yeah. And he's just he's you knew like you you look at people rapping and stuff and there's always something about someone that just stands out where you're like oh shit this guy's good. It is it can be such a subtle difference between someone who's just going to be another rapper who you know maybe they could do it but are they going to really stand out? He had it all, man. Yeah, yeah. I love Biggie. Yeah. So uh, here's a book I have been reading that a friend of mine called Sarah who's a, a one of my mods sent me a a package of, of goodies from Texas. She sent me a book called Speak Texan in 30 Minutes or Less. Nice. And I got some phrases right. in here okay. that are uh, pretty <laughs> okay. good. I thought we could work some of these in. There's a snake in my boot. <laughs> <laughs> One of them is you don't want a Texan to say, you're as ugly as a mud fence. <laughs> but you do want wow. a Texan to say, why you're as handy as hip pockets on a hog. Nice. A hip <laughs> Pockets on a hog. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. And his hip pockets on a hog. Yeah. I'm gonna wow. Use they're that both one. very countryside kind of so things. So you can aren't describe they? someone who is all talk and no substances. He's all hat and no cattle, which I think is a very Texan reference very, because it involves hats and cows. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> and as ugly as homemade soap, which is a very specific insult uh, to use on someone. Homemade uh, which I quite soap. Like. Tighter than bark on a tree means you're very stingy. Right. Um, Tighter like than bark on a tree. Yeah. Oh, that's good and as then, well. But you do want them to say, well, he's big enough to hunt bear with a switch. <laughs> a switch being a very small twig. Uh, so that's, that's <laughs> a, a good twig. One. A twig. But you don't want a text uh, to say, you don't know whether to scratch your watch or wind your butt. Which I think is is a good one. That's really good. Yeah. Nice. I they're all so like Texan, kind of yeah. chummy, friendly, jokey, light-hearted, aren't they? They're very warm. Yeah, they're very warm. Like, um, do you know what they are? They are. I've got a word for it here. <laughs> the velicor, right. which is the the strange wistfulness of used bookshops. That warm feeling. What, okay. You know, what is the term you... for wishing that you didn't have um, such a big pot belly 
that is preventing you from uh, gaining the agility to um, suck your own wiener. Is there a term for that? Right. That's called middle age. Right. <laughs> just like all encompassing. That is just a part of being middle yeah. age. You can no longer. Yeah. It's a combination of so many different factors. Number one, you do just you do just start to get a little thicker. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I have definitely you become. Bulk out. Yeah. thicker and I, i've like i remember when i was uh, 18 i was i was like a stick i weighed 10 like a stone. championship whip it you were just yeah, like <laughs> was like a nothing whip it. nothing to just you. bones yeah just, uh, bones and, and like very lean small amount of muscle that was there was very distinct because there was no fat my body fat was like zero when i look at myself now i think I didn't like. I don't eat that badly, you know. I'm not, no, I'm not, like, but your metabolism slob. slows down. You're like, yeah. you know, it's just, just, it's just the way you it just goes. Get thicker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Old men I've especially just going. get, just get bellies, right? Like, but listen, they, right? There is a benefit. You know, you wake up in the morning, you pad downstairs. You know, you head into the kitchen. You open the sort of cupboard at your waist. You get out the tin of beans. Yeah. You you open the tin. Right. Put a spoon in there. Yeah. Headed to the lounge, I know where this is kick going. back on the sofa, yep. have a little spoonful of beans and balance it Pack on your belly. that all into your... Oh, yeah. While you're oh, watching man. the telly, you know, you've got the ready-made little shelf there for your for your tin. That's true. You know? That's true. So just just think about that. There are some good things that come out of this. It's true. It's yeah, not all negative. I feel it gives you, know? you a more jolly persona. My kids certainly enjoy poking me in the belly uh, and, right. and laughing. They, they think... It, I think it gives you a kind of more gentle... Uh, appearance, outward appearance of a slightly jolly dad. You know what well, I mean? Well, see, what I do is I I um I make a big effort to uh, hold my breath, like suck it in, so that nobody can see it. But then when I'm on my own, I just let it all <laughs> hang out. You know? So like, I know a few guys that uh, do that 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 permanently walk around sucking in their gut. Yeah, um, it's apparently it's, just like, it's become a habit. Well, no, but it's actually a, it's apparently quite good for you to do though because it works like some of your core muscles. Yeah, doing oh it. yeah. But can, you can can you be bothered to do that all day? No, how God, am I meant no. to play in a in a in a, a, a high quality professional game of dota yeah i mean listen i'm at the point now that. where if i slouch in a certain way uh most of my shirts will ride up and expose <laughs> belly yeah yeah um so like that's that's where i'm coming from uh nowadays more or less like if i'm slouching that the belly's hanging out oh know, by the way little, just a tiny talking bit talking about dota I had, I had an email the other day um you know you know I, i've got like two emails i've got like my real email address and i've got the one that i put on twitter that i, I get business requests and right, partnerships right. and raid shadow legends yeah. emails about and this guy said to me i understand that you are predominantly a professional dota 2 esport player and <laughs> okay. occasional streamer but yeah. he wanted to work with me I, I, I just thought, you know, he's he's really missed it there, that I am a professional Dota 2 player, primarily professional Dota 2 player. That's, I would say, uh, I'm not a professional Dota 2 player. I, I am the professional You've got to feel player. a little bit flattered, though, anyway, though, right? No, Even I just know he hasn't done one. his homework. He would know that I'm number one in the world. Uh, if you have to be careful with these, these things. Would reach I, get, out. Like, I get loads of these emails of every, every week now from people who are like, hey... Lewis, really enjoyed watching Shadow of Israel back in the day. Can I interest you with 10%? We've increased the, the brand uptake of emails by 10% in our mobilization marketing strategy. Are Yogscast Limited interested in this? And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like there's, they're like, but there's 10 of them a week from different people, different companies, different clients. It's, it's this new wave of like clever Fishing, spam. Fishing, spam, um, stuff, yeah. yeah. I, got one, I got one yesterday, a text message that said to me, hang on, let me find it for you. This was supposedly from the Royal Mail. Right. Um, from just a random number, which is always going to be bullshit. 
Royal Dash Mail. Your parcel is waiting for delivery. Please confirm the s- settlement of one ninety nine on the following link. Remember to link to <laughs> rm-uk-delivery1.com. And I'm thinking, right. okay, so that's a load of absolute bollocks. But there's so many of them now. And to most people, they'd think, oh, yeah, I know what that is. Because especially during lockdown, everybody's ordering stuff all the time. So you could easily fall for that. And it's probably just a cheap way for them to get two quid. And if they just send it out to every bugger, you know, enough people are going to fall for it. It's just this kind of stuff is out there, man. Like this this phishing. And a lot of these marketing things I don't think are much different. They're just yeah. blanket blasting everybody. They get this list of email addresses and they just like vaguely personalize it by mentioning Shadows of Israel. And then they just plug in that to a million different people. It's it's annoying. It's it's really it's bizarre. professional spam. So anyway, yeah. there's some other words. I've got some other words. Do you want to hear them? I think a couple of these are feelings you might have heard. Okay. One right. of them is opia, yeah. which is the, in, the ambiguous intensity of looking someone in the eye, which feels simultaneously invasive and vulnerable. Mm. I can't say that I've ever felt that one. Wow, no. that's a very specific... Some of these Feeling. are just, I'm confused. You could just sum it up as, I, I don't think you yeah. could specify. You don't feel something weird when you look people in the eye? Like, I'm really uncomfortable making eye contact with people. I think, I think most to... people are, though. That's the thing. It's not Some people aren't really comfortable. You... But some people almost like like sexually aggressively <laughs> stare you in the eyes. That's different, I, mean? different, like, I guess. I think but... it, it depends how you're, it depends what you're talking about. Like, there are some people who you can be just talking about the weather and they're like looking deeply into your eyes and you think, Jesus, that's, that's too much. But if someone's confiding something in me or it's a really intense conversation then you know you, you look someone in the eye because you want to you're, you're listening properly properly listening not just sort of waiting for your turn to talk sort of thing so i think it you know i mean geez i look people in the eye quite often but when i think about it i look my kids in the eye a lot kids really do look you right in the eye when they talk to you it could be about anything yeah and they really look right at you and you you look right back at them and there's no it's your kids so there's no sort of discomfort there but it's, it's as you get older i think you start to doubt yourself in a more uh, metaphysical way, and maybe that's why people tend to look away. It's easy to just talk when you're not looking because you don't have to. I, you I, don't have to mm. really connect with the other person, and maybe in order to it's listen easier. well, I have to close my eyes. Though I feel like often um, I just thought you were bored when we were me. talking. He's like falling I'm having asleep. Having a conversation <laughs> with Lewis. Just, don't worry, no, no, I just have to close my eyes to concentrate. No, yeah, he's got. No. He does that Steve Job, Steve Jobs thing <laughs> where he rubs his temples with like his pinky fingers, like when he's speaking <laughs> to people. Oh, shit. So there's a couple more here. Uh, Rubitosis is the unsettling awareness of your own heartbeat. Oh, I get that all the time. I get that. that. That's related to anxiety and stuff. It's not unsettling. Uh, It's just like, I don't know if I feel unsettled when I hear it, but just sometimes I'm aware of it. Like sometimes um, when I go to bed, I'll lay down. I can almost like feel my heart like in my ears or something. Like you know when you're mm. you're like laying on your pillow. Yeah. Um, but I, mean, I don't with, feel with unsettled. With all the stuff I've had with the uh, the operation and all the heart stuff, that's made me acutely aware of my heartbeat over the last few years. To the point where even just hearing it is alarming. And that's why I wear a Fitbit to be able to keep actually look at a printout that says, "Oh, this is your heart rate." Because I'm like, oh, because it seems faster when you're listening to it and you're worried about an increase like a rate that's spiraling so that's that's like the the source of all my anxiety attacks was always that my heart rate was going up so having a machine tell me no no don't be stupid 
it's normal that it, that's just like instantly calms me down. So that is a very real, but that's, I think that's linked to anxiety more than just an awareness of your heartbeat. Some of these aren't emotions. Like the, exactly. the underlying emotion that's there is anxiety about something else. There is a couple, one of them is lachicism. The, the desire to be struck by disaster, for example, to survive a plane crash or to run out of a fire. <laughs> wow. That kind of bizarre. Do you ever get that kind of edge of the void, call of the void kind of feeling that like just for a split second, like a, a fraction of a second when you're on the edge of the cliff, you think, I wonder if wonder what it would be like to jump off this cliff. I do sometimes. Yeah, that, sometimes yeah. like a split second. Sure. Yeah. That is Not a like, weird, yeah. weird thing, though. I wonder where it's that weird, stems from. It, it is a weird thing. Yeah. I think it's because it is, we are it? aware of ourselves and stuff like that, that we can think that way sort of thing. You know, like we can we have an imagination. We can we can imagine like a scenario sort of thing. But you always imagine it as like a like a bystander of yourself. Right. Like you don't I, I don't imagine it like how how would I feel like, you know, seeing the ground like come towards me when I imagine it? I'm like watching myself fall off the cliff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. from a distance, mm. like which I guess is also part of us being aware. Do you of wonder if in a way imagining a terrible thing and then it not happening is just a reaffirmation sort of, you know, psychologically you're thinking, heh, didn't fall off that cliff. Pretty good. That's a W. Um, big yeah. win. I don't thing. know. Like I, I find especially now with kids, like I, I imagine things happening a lot, a lot more. Not oh, to yeah. myself, but like, but to to my kids. Like, uh, like they'll be outside, and I'll think like, oh my god, like what if, what if a car just like suddenly just sped into our driveway and nobody was ready for it right. and hit one of them sort of thing yeah, yeah. and you're like oh fuck like what can i do to make sure that that doesn't happen or keep them safer sort of thing but don't you um, run over those scenarios in your head like i yeah, I, I do that thing yeah, where i'm thinking yeah. what if someone grabbed one of the kids yeah and tried to run off with them like it's almost like preparing mentally what if they busted <laughs> into the bathroom when i was in the bath full of like beans yeah i don't know if it's a they I don't saw know all if the it's beans your... and they saw me eating yeah. the beans i feel like for to, to me when i think of stuff like that or like if i you know can be bothered to analyze it after i've had a thought like that i just think that it's your brain's way of sort of keeping you alert knowing that you're you're responsible for other people you know yeah, and yeah. not just yourself so you have to just be sort of like not like I, th I feel like my brain is like okay you can't really be complacent here just you know be aware and and watch them or whatever and and, and it'll be fine kind i of think thing. you like, need to be aware of that you're that that's what's happening as well yeah. like like you've just said i think that you are like you know otherwise i think you'd just be anxious if you were at stage one of that i think stage two is that i have a reason to be anxious my brain is conjuring up these images to because i care and i want to protect you know my my kid i don't you know but but at the same time that doesn't mean you have to be anxious because i think it does make you anxious if you have this yeah. subconscious fear that you know it, any at any second he might run into the road and get hit by a lorry or something god it must be terrible to ha constantly have this because there must be hundreds of ways a tree could fall down oh, like a fucking but, I mean, plane could crash a bomb could you're, go off you're, you're responsible for them kids aren't kids don't think like this like they you know they don't see the danger they don't you know they don't understand they're just like they're they you know they're outside and they're losing their minds because it's not inside you know like it's as simple well, as I've, that I've, sort of thing I've but they felt this as well you know when i was having that bath of baked beans in your house <laughs> yeah sips. well i mean after um, i told you not to and um, there you were i just, just going finished for it. doing a uh, so you tweeted this you, there was a clip of you this week that went out on your youtube channel where you were like i don't think lewis has ever taken a shit in my house <laughs> um and if he has he did people still talking about 
classic. He did it really quickly. A classic, um, yeah. Pulled a fast one on me. He did it a really I quick actually, I actually replied on the, the YouTube video, but it got blocked because I said, I have totally taken a shit in Sydney's house. <laughs> <laughs> that was my reply. But because oh, I said the God. word shit, it, it, it got, got filled out. So did you I actually take actually... a shit in my house? I've, I've taken about 10 shits in your oh, house, probably. I've been sake. there like 25 times. I know, but I just figured that like you were shitting at the hotel. I didn't realize you were just like fucking pinching a loaf in my... Up. Look, I'm 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 not maroon? a messy shitter, so you no, wouldn't have I know, known. I know. It's like it's like I'm I, I tidy up after myself. My diet is very hot. Okay, high, high I mean, fiber. just I, we're back on this point again, unfortunately. But I just want to stipulate as well. I, I, Lewis is not a stranger, right? Like I don't mind actually if Lewis <laughs> takes a shit in my house. Like it's, I'm I'm more talking about like the plumber of the family. The plumber yeah, is around yeah. and he's meant to be fixing pipes. He's like, mind if I just take a quick shit in your house? No. No, find somewhere else to shit. Fix my pipes and get the fuck out of here. Like that's, you know what I mean. Like I'm not letting some and stranger I feel exactly shit in my the house. The same, the same feeling you do. Like when, you know, when we went out with the kids and stuff. I was, uh, I was, I was as paranoid as you were about. I don't know, him, like your kids running into the sea or something. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, well, you, I mean, like you tripping have on the to rocks. always I was like, watch out for them. But it's especially not... since they're just rushing around like crazy. Yeah, people. You it, think, yeah. oh, it's only a matter of time before one of them cracks their head open on a on a something. You know, yeah. Christ. You know what? There's a TED but, talk by Brene Brown, and she does. She's like um, a sort of psychological psych, sort of researcher, and she analyzes like um, human emotions and stuff like that. She's got some really good talks, and one of them was about anxiety and it, like worrying about things that haven't happened and are unlikely to happen, or even if they are likely to happen. What purpose does worrying about them actually serve? Because if you worried about your kid being abducted and you became obsessed with it and you thought about it all the time, yeah. if they were abducted, would you feel less bad because you'd spent years worrying about it? Of course Like not. worrying about something right. isn't going to make your reaction to that thing, if it does happen, it's not going to make it any better. No, of course so not. So essentially, if you can figure that out, then really you can put aside a lot of those worries because you realize this is actually serving, not only serving no purpose, but it wouldn't even make me feel better if it did happen to think, knew that was going to happen. You're not going to think that. There's no from satisfaction. From my point of view, I mean, I guess some people do this though. I'm not sitting around worrying about this stuff. No, exactly. I don't, but I don't some for one really minute do. think that this is going to happen. But again, I'm aware enough to know, for example, not to leave my kids, you know, ever sort of thing. Right. Because then... It has more of a chance of happening. Again, I'm not sitting around, um, you know, with my teeth chattering, um, sweating profusely, thinking this is going to happen at any moment. Like, I'm fairly confident it's not going to. I don't want to jinx it or anything. But, and um, you've also rationalized it out in your head that you know that this isn't helpful. And that it's, of course, it, yeah. But, but you, still, you can't stop it. You still um, think about this stuff and you just, and you think... There's certain things that I know tangibly I can do to fully prevent this from ever happening. And they're easy things that I incorporate into my life every day. And that's why Carry I don't gun. have anxiety. Exactly. Carry a gun. Uh, that's, that's why I have an automatic rifle on me at all times uh, in my car, yeah. strapped to my back. And I have a... <laughs> A fair, fairly sizable hunting knife, uh, safely stored in a pocket on my belt as well, because you never know. And, uh, and that's why I feel better. When a wild lion or bear may 
come busting out yeah. wildly, and you may have to take that bad boy down. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. in a Texan way, and, and very with a, with a what was it with a with switch? Fight him with a switch. Big enough to hunt bear with a switch. It's a Texan. Yeah. You got to take him down with a Texan pile driver or what? There's all, there's always like some Texan something. Right? It's a big place. Yeah, a Texan. So let me leave you with one more word. Mm. One the final word is chrysalism, which is the amniotic, I guess, womb-like tranquility of being indoors during a thunderstorm. I go. love that. Okay, that, that is I a have great felt feeling. many times, and it Isn't is a such a wonderful feeling. feeling. I love that. I, lo I like being un under a balcony or some, some awning, and the, it's pissing it down, and there's lightning and thunder, and you're sitting there close to it. But not in it. That is yeah. very satisfying. I love because you can um, smell the rain and the. And the I rain. love that feeling of of being very aware of how powerful nature is, but at the same time being safe from it. You know, yeah, like, yeah. I it's can nice to have that reminder. We live like yeah. a five minute walk from the sea, and uh, if there's a storm uh, or or there's a storm coming, you'll really hear the waves. Like you know, like and we're quite you know we're we're not like right on the sea, you know, like it's still like a good five minute walk or whatever, but you can hear them loud as anything like it, out at night when it's quiet and stuff, you mm. just hear and you can just imagine all these waves and stuff and you just think, fuck me, man, nature's crazy. Like it's so powerful. Like, you know, at any given moment, if nature just decided that's it, we're fucking toast. Like there's nothing we can do to stop it. Right. Like there's, <laughs> It's a lot of water and get the uh, switch. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's crazy. But yeah, no, the only other thing I would say, they, uh, a feeling that feels great uh, relating to rain and thunder and stuff like that is, I don't know if you've ever had this, but you're out doing errands or something and it just starts fucking pouring rain and you get drenched. There's no avoiding it. You have to finish these things that you're doing you're like slogging around, you know, getting these things done. You're, you're wet, your feet are all wet and everything. And then you get home and you put on like a nice, warm, crisp, uh, new pair of clothes oh, and you dry yeah. off and stuff. Oh shit. You're I right. fucking love that. You very, have a cup of tea very and stuff. Similar, oh. but not the same. It's a dip. I, I, do you want to make up a word for that right now? Sibs? Just heaven. I, I can't, <laughs> I can't okay. uh, emphasize it enough. It's just such a great feel. I love that feeling. It's so, so like comfortable and cozy and like, especially, especially if you get back and your mum is like, getting you these clothes and like putting on a cup of tea for you and stuff and you're just all you have to do is just like get out of wet clothes and somebody's there helping you sort of thing i love that feeling too it's really nice mm. oh yeah a wonderful well i i think hopefully that'll leave people feeling warm and fuzzy thank you for listening i hope you guys are all doing all right out there we're, get, we're almost uh, we're almost out the other side of this hellish year uh, yeah, of, of I, I, and I, I since we sort of asked a lot earlier in the podcast to, to for people to send us pictures of what, what they were doing on their jobs and oh, stuff. I, I felt more those. in touch with. I still get those. Yeah. Yeah. I see them. You yeah, see and them. it's nice. Yeah. It's nice to see. Yeah. So tweet at us with what you're up to, um, and what books you've read and stuff like that. I'm interested to read. Anyway, it's great. I love it. So I hope you, everyone out there is doing all right. And thanks for listening. Yeah, everybody. thank you. See you next time. See you next week. Yeah, see you next time. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>